Hi, welcome to the Crafted Quill Podcast. We're your hosts, Stephen St. Clair and Sadie K. Frazier. And we're coming to you live from the Inked Fairy Lounge. It's time to settle into a big comfy chair, grab a cup of your favorite beverage, and open your minds as we bring you a creative concoction of thought-provoking conversation and topics to stimulate your mind. In the first segment, we bring to you The Grind, where we discuss books, authors that wrote them, and everything in between. In the second segment, we bring to you The Melange, a brilliant mix of exploring creativity in every form and pondering unadulterated topics to dissect, discover, and dream of one day becoming. In the final segment, we bring to you The Poor, where we share liquid knowledge for the mind and offer helpful hints that lead to success and inspire you to find your own creative paths. Our hope, as we bring it all full circle, is to create hope within, to set your minds, hearts, and brilliantly creative souls on fire. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How the heck are you? This is Stephen St. Clair, as I stated in the intro. But if you'll notice here shortly, it will be just me. Sadie, my lovely counterpart, had some uh, pre-engagements she had to take care of tonight. And she gave me her blessing to do things on my own. So I thought I would do a, some, a little bit special podcast tonight. Uh, it's coming up on summer season, so why not talk about some things that are very near and dear to my heart? Uh, books, because I write them. Um, I don't claim to be awesome at them yet, but I have fun, and I think that's what's important. Is Not only should you have fun writing them, but you should have fun reading them. I can remember uh, growing up, and believe it or not, I'm not afraid to admit this, but I had a reading problem growing up, and uh, it wasn't, it, it took me a few years to really kind of get into the swing of things. I would say probably 6th or 7th grade, maybe, that all it really took was a trip or two down to the library, and I found a series, uh, I believe, probably... Andre Norton, uh, her sci-fi series, uh, she just has so many, but I remember just picking that up, and it was like the veil had been removed, and I, I, you could, you were hard-pressed to find me without a book throughout the day, the evening, the weekend. I just, I would, I remember reading uh, in the evenings, and as much as I could, I remember reading Ender's Game for the first time, and. Uh, it was a very, for, for my age, it was a very long book. But you know what? When you find a book that, and, and I guess it doesn't matter what format it's in, whether it be e-reader, uh, phone, tablet, computer, what have you, you find that one book that just grabs you from the get-go. I can remember sitting on the front porch of my house, and I was just sitting on the chair. I picked up my book, and I probably was junior high age. And next thing I know, it was lunchtime. 
next thing I know is dinner time and I think I did that for two days and uh, I just I was I finished the book in two days literally I still don't know how I did it but books like that are very integral in our lives as we grow up if you're a reader I'm a child of the 70s and 80s not not to really date myself but um, once I got past my reading I'm gonna say inability um, I just I my I learned so many things, but not only that, but I think it opens up your mind to so many different things out there. Um, you know, it depends on what genre or genres you read in. But I, I grew up. Actually, I started. I've, I've read Hardy Boy books, if you can imagine that, old Hardy Boy books. Um, but once once I really got into reading, um, sci-fi and fantasy were my go-to, and I could not put them down. But why though why is it that books like that for myself for you and for anybody why are they such an important role in our development as as humans as uh, kids as even as adults well I think I, be, I believe the reason is in in some ways they help you escape your reality now I don't mean that negatively um, I'm sure your life is wonderful but it doesn't have to be bad either to just step aside the woes of your day and just you know go to a different place for a while, just a short time to enjoy, you know, living vicariously through somebody else. But you know, not not only do the, does that do those things for you as the reader, uh, it just I think it helps expand your mind, it helps you become more creative, and and I also think that had I not been a reader from preteen to well now not not really so much now I don't read a whole lot heck I don't even write as much as I used to but the the point is it helps stimulate the uh, brain you know I've I've heard it said that if you play certain kinds of music for uh, baby and infant development their brains grow exponentially so I I liken that to also reading. Um, like I said, I was not a very good reader growing up. I had some difficulties. And so when I started reading, it was someone hit that button on the dashboard and I took off. But I want also to talk about, um, there are books out there, not, and maybe not even books. It could be magazines. It could be articles. But they, um... They could create within you the need to explore. Uh, perfect example I will give you. And I promise you it's not a moment of um, bragging or anything like that. But uh, my wife Sadie and I wrote or co-authored a book called Half Fate Will Travel. Chances are. Uh, it took us a year and a half to write it. We started it, gosh, I believe in 2019, uh, fall of 2019 and just this past January of 2021 we had it put out by our our, uh, our own publishing company Inked Fairy Press but the point I'm trying to get here is those books that we read growing up helped inspire us helped shape our mind into what they are today and so they led us down a path of 
wonder and exploration and having traveled a bit in my life not not much always all of it's been stateside except for that uh you know sadie doesn't like me to mention it but accidental trip to quebec canada uh but that's another story uh anyways um have fate will travel was inspired by things we read about travel and but we what really helped us was uh, a special group of friends, Adam and Catherine, from the YouTube channel Adventures of A Plus K. Now, we had them on our podcast back in February, and I wish I could say that uh, there were a few podcasts in between then and now, but uh, time got away from us, work, uh, after work, home life uh, stuff. But Adam and Catherine, uh, as I mentioned, Sadie and I both mentioned in uh, February 4th podcast uh, Adam and Catherine were very integral in the development of our book we were able to live vicariously through them in their travels more so in their Amalfi Coast videos when they were in Italy I, I want to say it could have been um 2019 maybe 2020 but I think it was 2019 anyways they did a very excellent job at moving up and down the Amalfi Coast and even the Dolomites and their stellar videography and and explanation of where they are at what they were doing what they ate uh, their humor helped present a picture in our minds of what we wanted in our book called Have Fate Will Travel, Chances Are. Now, could we have found those same or similar references in books? Probably. We could have researched some travel guides and whatnot, but you have to step out sometimes, you know, in this particular instance, um, researching for a book called for a little bit different um, methodology. We wanted to grasp what you as the reader might see in Italy if you were traveling up and down the Amalfi Coast. So, you, you know, and you, you might also think of it in terms of if you were watching our book in movie format. You know, you, you, you paint a picture up on the silver screen does it do your book justice? And I think, honestly, it did. Um, by the time uh, Sadie and I finished writing our book a year and a half later, uh, we had a very hard time stepping away from that. And I, I hate to say it, and you can take my man card, but we actually cried a little bit. We, we got so attached to our characters, to each other writing it, that it just became us and vice versa. So... Thanks again to Adam and Catherine Frazier for honestly being our inspiration for that book. Had you guys not been to the Dolomites, had you not been to uh, Seattle, Washington, and showed us the, the many places up in Seattle, uh, the coffee shops, the Pike Place Market, uh, our book honestly would not have come to fruition. So you guys are the best, and uh, we hope that you are doing well. Obviously, we watch you. Uh, we try to watch you every Sunday, but... Um, another high for us was when you guys were on a podcast and so you guys are the best so anyways uh, what books are you guys 
the the listeners to this podcast going to read this summer. Uh, I would highly recommend enjoying your summer. Just you know, you've had a busy year. Whether you are an adult professional, you are a student of any age, or you are a senior listening to this who has already spent your entire adult life working, but you still like to curl up with that one good book, one that twelfth good book, what have you. And you like to um, sit and read and just escape the reality. And to me, honestly, like I said, I think that's what it is about. It is escaping where you are at in your life for but just a few minutes or hours, as it may be sometimes. And you just you live vicariously through someone else. So I, I hope that... You can take some time for yourself this summer, uh, go somewhere, take a trip, uh, have a good time, and, you know, along the way, if you're in an airport terminal, which I've been many times, I, I picked up a good book, and it helped, I tell you, it helps the flight go very quickly, unless you have turbulence. Uh, go to your local library, support your authors in any way, shape, or form. Heck, go to your local Goodwill Salvation Army or thrift store and pick up a book that way. I've, I don't know how many books... Sadie and I've picked up, and unfortunately, we haven't even picked up to read yet. That's how many we have, or we're just that darn busy. So, as I've stated in this first segment of the podcast, it's about finding your inspiration to read and want to read, and why do we read? Stick around for segment two, and we'll talk about. 2021 summer reads that I scoured from the World Wide Web, and we'll talk about some books of old also, and some, like I already mentioned, one that was uh, my favorite growing up that actually converted to a movie, but stay tuned, go get a snack, get some coffee, tea, soda, whatever you have, I will be right back. And welcome back to segment two called The Grind. And yes, I mean grind as in grinding of the coffee bean. As I stated in the first segment, my counterpart, my wife, my best friend, Sadie K. Frazier, is not with me tonight. She has other endeavors she had to do tonight. And I got her blessing to take command of the Starship Crafted Quill podcast. So, as mentioned in the first segment, we're going to talk about hot summer 2021 books. Now, I I kind of lied. I didn't scour the internet. Sorry. What I did do was I go, I went to Barnes & Noble. It is by far my favorite, next to the library, my favorite bookstore back when we used to actually have one. But I did some snooping, and they listed a few titles in the category excuse me category called this summer's biggest books right off the bat we're going to go with James Patterson uh, called the president's daughters and it looks like Bill Clinton may have a little something to do with that 
another book by a very famous author and probably has had a few movies, uh, Tom Clancy, his new book called Target Acquired. Another one by a gentleman named Malcolm Gladwell called The Bomber Mafia. All those books sound good, but you know what? Let's see if we can find a romance book. How about one by Ellen Hildebrand called Golden Girl? Now, you're probably not going to catch me with a romance book. Sorry. I stick to my genres more so when I read. Not necessarily when I write, although I, I do believe you should do your homework as an author and read books within the genre you are trying to write. So I've got a laundry list of those books. I have three I wrote in what I think is labeled Scottish Historical Romance. Yep, you can take my man card. I wrote three romance books. And actually, it's, it's more the first one, um, Voyage of the Scotsman. The second and third aren't as much romance they have it in it but it's it's a three-part book and you got to start with the first one or you won't get the other two so those are just a couple books let's see what else barnes and noble says uh there are a few other books to read on the beach and fall in love with how about a book called once upon a royal summer by terry wilson or for you ladies out there how about the wedding date by jasmine Glory. All wonderful books, I'm sure. I want to make sure I spread this out between the guys and the gals, between, you know, books like Tom Clancy and uh, The Wedding Date. Two very well written books, I'm sure. And for your kids that you want to keep busy over the summer, you have your wider range of uh, books from math books to uh, reading helper books so there are books out there for everybody you just here's what I would suggest go to your Barnes and Noble go get lost in the shelves see what you come up with I guarantee you you will find something they are like a treasure trove of fantastical journeys I we actually used to have one here in town and then one over across the river and both unfortunately are no, no longer around so we are left with an online shopping which honestly we, we hardly do and if we were going to buy a book it probably would, would be through Amazon but Barnes & Noble for a physical location was the best because uh, the one we used to have here in town had a coffee shop perfect spot you want coffee you want books have at it Let's take a look, though, that switch gears from new hot 2021 books to some golden oldie books that have been around the block a few times. How about the first one, Robinson Crusoe by Daniel Defoe, written in the young years of 17 and 19. Um, it is a very good book. I, I can't speak highly enough of a classic. Another book that... I'm sure we've all heard of, and probably, honestly, it's a long book, so if you have not read it, I won't hold it against you. Uh, Lord knows I have not. How about Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen? Uh, another one I have not read, but I've heard of by Emily Bronte, Wuthering Heights. And then Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. Who hasn't heard of that? I have probably read a little bit of it. And I wanted 
I want to say there's probably a movie recreation of that book. Um, the Age of Innocence. I honestly I haven't heard of that one. And judging by the description, uh, Edith Wharton, who uh, back in 1920, you naughty girl, wrote a book detailing a clash of erotic passion and upper-class repression imbued with nostalgia and irony. Enough said, I probably won't read it, but someone out there probably will. Now, how about book number eight on the list, The Great Gadsby, with written by F. Scott Fitzgerald back in 1925. Heard of that? Very well written book. Uh, there's another one by Agatha Christie called Murder on the Orient Express. I have heard of that, and I'm pretty sure there's a movie or 12 written or made for that. Also, just as good. Now, here's one that stands out, and I'm afraid you're going to have to be around my age or older. A book called Gone with the Wind. There is a movie, I'm quite sure, that is based around that book. Haven't seen it. I probably should, and if my wife was here, she probably would look at me all funny-eyed and want to know why I haven't seen it. Well, these are all books that, you know, of the older genre, they honestly laid down the foundation for today's authors. A couple of mine growing up that I got to know pretty well, I wish I could say in person, Beverly Cleary. My second grade teacher, uh, Mrs. Dreitz, read uh, Ramona books to us. And, you know, it just, even though I couldn't read real well back then, they still grabbed my attention. And uh, as I grew up and I grew out of that not being able to read real, real well phase, I started forming my own likes and dislikes but one of my likes was a fantasy author and actually he wrote sci-fi also Piers Anthony very interesting fellow he's got a lot of books under his belt uh, I dare you to do better uh, like I also uh, stated Andre Norton she also has a lot of books I want to say it's either her that I'm thinking of or even Beverly Cleary. But both of those ladies are probably pushing 100 books or more under their author belt. So, that was actually my dogs in the background if you heard them. I apologize for that. <laughs> They're on the other side of my door. I'm locked away in my office doing this thing. But, we learned that by reading those books of old, they didn't have technology per se in some of those older books like The Great Gatsby, Gone with the Wind, so forth and so on. Um, they they used what was around them. Now you get into like um, such authors as Piers Anthony. He started writing, gosh, I want to say it could be the 50s or 60s, but his first book was, or series of books was published in magazines. You know, and back in those days, you didn't have, uh, like I said, technology was not on your side. You either hand wrote everything or you typed it. There was a very, 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 very long process 
to getting the books out. Whereas now, my wife and I have been writing for, I want to say 2016, 2015 maybe. We have a computer. We've, we've had several computers. I, I've even used my cell phone to write a little bit. But more importantly, uh, I got my wife into it a few years ago. I use Google Drive. I use Google Docs. And I can pretty much access those. My phone, tablet, laptop, um, work computers, anywhere that has internet access. And I can sign into my Google Drive or email. There you go. Technology is on my side. Where it's not on your side is if you save it locally on your computer and your computer crashes and you lose everything. Ask my wife. Say, hey, Sadie, uh, your husband Stephen said uh, in the podcast that you lost your computer. How do you like that Google Drive? She's probably going to look at you and cry. No, probably not. But no, she did lose her computer, but I introduced her to uh, the Google Suite years ago and it has proven to be very much a success in our writing endeavors. Much unlike uh, the old authors of the day that simply wrote pen and paper or typewriter, what have you, and, you know, they just made made use of that. Which, you know, in, I'm going to segue for a minute. It takes me back to our book that we wrote, Have Fate Will Travel, the chances are, is a dual storyline which it combines characters of the World War II era and of the modern era. I, we wrote the modern era part to, to be fairly modern. Um, if, you, if you read the, read it, you'll notice that we do make use of technology in the book, but we try really hard not to put specific dates in the modern era for uh, certain reasons, but with World War II era you didn't have the computers back then that you do now, obviously. You know, you had room size stuff, but nothing like we do now. But it was very important in Have Fate Will Travel, chances are that we kept to the times in which our characters lived. So, in, in for instance, Peter and Sarah, the two older characters, um, you know, they used typewriters. Uh, Peter had an old... He was a photographer in the book. He used a, a very old camera. And I wish I had it pulled up what he had. But technology has definitely become more of a friend, I think, as far as writing. But we look back at those old, older books and uh, there is... A place over across the river called the Ameri Imaginarium Superstore. Uh, I've bought quite a few books from there at actually both of their locations and I like the books that smell like they've been on a dusty bookshelf for decades, yellowed and weathered with time and the the art on the cover is different. It's just it just it feels like you've run into an old friend on a street corner somewhere which you know d doesn't take away from any of the new books by any means but give me an old book as long as it's within my genre not to say I wouldn't read something else but you know I have my special niche or niche uh, books that I like to read just 
like I said, they're an old friend, like an old friend on a street corner. It it makes you feel good when you read them. So I highly encourage you if you are going to spend any time this summer reading, if it's on the beach or in a big city in a mountain chalet somewhere or on a ocean cruise ship. Please bring a book or, two, book or two with you and read it. I know my wife and I are going to go on a little vacation here in uh, 14 days from tomorrow. So actually 15 days, but we're leaving half a day early. Um, I don't know if we're going to bring any books or not, but we are certainly going to vlog. We may even work on some books while we're out and about. Uh, we're taking our, our youngest and her girlfriend with so we may say hey go go explore for a while mom and dad got some writing to do which is a very good thing because that kind of is another thing that comes to my mind um you you have to wonder sometimes what were authors inspirations for um the books they wrote like uh, steinbeck's book uh the black pearl uh, I hope I said that right. Forgive me if I didn't. I read that book in high school. And it was very, very, very good. It had a lot of um, moralities in it, if I remember right. Um, Shakespeare. Now, there's a man that could write, but then again, a lot of sad stuff in his books. A lot of things are like, what were you thinking? What were your inspiration? So, if you want to be inspired... Go find something new or old or what have you and just settle down and give it a chance. Pick something new for sure. And, you know, stretch out your mind a little bit and, you know, rediscover yourself. You might be surprised just how much you've changed after you've read that new or old book. You might even decide you want to write a book set in... A particular uh, genre I did I, I had not planned first of all I never I've always liked writing but it was I never thought I would take it anywhere until now and I, and I still don't know how far I've taken it uh, I, I've had um, two books that sort of wove its way into a, a movie producers hands if it doesn't go anywhere now, obviously, I'm not okay with it, but you know what? If if he and his company decide, you know what? Let's give this guy a chance. I would be to the moon, Alice. You know, excited about this. But for right now, I'm going to enjoy the journey of just being an author, a vlogger, and a podcast. So I'm going to cut this segment just a little bit short. I really just wanted to talk about. Uh, old and new books and, and helping you ease summer into finding that new love of your life in between the front and back cover of a book. Hold on tight. If you ran out of something to drink or something to eat, go get some more. I'll be right back.
And welcome back to the third segment. My wife Sadie and I have dubbed the poor. As mentioned early on in the intro, uh, we have named our segments after coffee. So the first was the grind, the second was the melange, and this is the pour. I want to keep this short, sweet, and simple like the best coffee you've ever had. Although some of you may like bold and intense flavors, so we'll, I'll try and make it bold and intense for you too. I've mentioned uh, quite a bit in this podcast about books and um, just various aspects of them about authors, inspirations. Um, I want to make sure that you really understand how finding, like, what do you remember as a kid growing up in the summertime? What did you do? Did you hang out with friends? Did you, you know, spend the night? Did you have slumber parties, pizza parties, what have you, video games, if you were of that era? Or did you, uh, did you spend your summer being a bookworm? Did you read? Did you beg your, your parents to take you to the bookstore, to the library, to find that book? Did you go to your grandma and grandpa's mountain cabin and hide underneath a tree and just read? Did you take walks? Um, you, get, you get my point here. Um, it doesn't have to be summertime to sit down and enjoy a good book, but if you're trying to avoid the heat, why not do so? Why not find a really good book that just totally blows your mind or you know if you're weird like that if it just makes you ball you know or if you're of the uh, 50 shades of gray um group of special people out there that like those kind of books have at it you know just it's it's more important that you entertain the mind you fill the soul and you come away rested entertained and you feel your mind grow with I mean, dare I say vocabulary, and I think that's one of the things I enjoy about reading is if the author does his or her job well, they will include in their writings uh, not just like Dick and Jane ran up the hill to fetch a pail. They're going to have words of adequate depth and meaning and breadth. You know, my, my wife Sadie, she wrote... Um, some books that I was really impressed with. Um, it was her uh, Travelstead series. There is also a Sky Morningside book. I, I can't speak highly enough of my wife, not only as a, as a person, as my wife. Uh, I hope she hears this and I get brownie points. But she was already an outstanding mom, wife, musician she took it up a notch and she wrote and she put in words that you know I have to make myself look unintelligent but I gotta admit she used some big words and the point behind that is don't be scared because a the book is too darn thick but read it because you're gonna go on an adventure and you wanna you're gonna you're gonna learn something whether you want to or not it's just if the author does their job, you will have closed that book. I'm like, oh, 
I want to read that book again. Or, if there's a book 2, 12, 24, you're going to want to immediately pick up the other book and read it. And read it, you ask, but I just bought a paperback. Well, what if you have limited space in your luggage or your wife's luggage, hint, hint, um, that you once thought you could pack your stuff in, but you can't now. Um, what if you're limited on space? Well, they are, there are tablets or devices out there, whether they be Samsung Galaxy tablets, uh, I, Apple product tab, you know, tablets, what have you, if you are fortunate enough to have good eyesight to read on your, your phone, which luckily I still am. But if you have room in your bag to bring at least one or more hard or paperback books, excellent. Because you never know when you're going to have a minute or two to just sit down and read them. Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, get my in-laws way deeper into technology than I think they'd originally ever thought they'd be in or it, you know, sometimes uh, wished I had gotten them into. But um, my in-laws now have probably just as many electronics types as I do. And that's scary. But I, I did that. I brought that upon myself. But you know what? I think in some ways it enabled them to live a, a better, richer, fuller life and uh, I love them for that and more so being an author they now have the option to read mine and my wife's books on their electronic devices so you know if you're on a limited budget um, ebooks tend to be a little bit cheaper um, most paperbacks depending on the thickness um, they're probably you know on the low side 10 to 15 bucks on the high side I, you know what, I'm not even going to comment. I've seen some really expensive books, and I hope those authors and publishers got a nice fat paycheck. But be it paperback, hardback, magazine, pamphlet, e-reader, cell phone, use what you can afford first and foremost, but use what you're able and capable of using take care of them and have a good time because honestly some of my best memories growing up were seriously behind the front and back cover of a book and not just one book a lot of books I, I've read a lot of books over the, the many decades I've been alive and um, I've got some good memories of some friends of mine that are on the pages written in between and um, I've even made some friends with some authors uh, one of them lives in Florida uh, one of them lives in New York uh, Matt Harms um, another one my my first and foremost favorite human being is my wife Sadie K. Frazier and that is actually her pen name so if you want to know her real name you're going to have to uh, go dig for that yourself so anyways I want to thank everybody for listening to this solo podcast the crafted quill podcast i want to especially thank uh sadie k frazier my love lovely wife uh, my best friend and anamkara as they say in the celtic language thank you for trusting me enough to 
run this Starship podcast by myself. Uh, I hope I did a good job. Uh, I have very limited access to uh, equipment, sort of, but I'm still learning as I go. So I also want to thank Adam and Catherine Frazier for um, being the awesome humans they are in their never-ending quest to search this wide world for their next adventure. And Catherine, I hope you have eaten some really good tacos and ice cream lately. Uh, I don't know about my wife, but I am starving right now, and I just ate dinner like two hours ago. So uh, you guys are the best, and I hope you come through my area. I would love, um, both Sadie and I both would love to meet you guys in person. Um, You guys are the best. So thank you as the listeners. Um, Like I said, I, I, I just like to talk, but books are my passion, and writing them as well. And I hope that you found some enjoyment in this podcast. And, you know, I really want to um, thank you. And please go out, go to the library, the bookstore, the thrift store. Be adventurous. Find a book you've never read or find a book you have read and it was like a long lost friend or a lover. Pick it up and caress the pages gingerly. Just have a damn good fine time. This is Stephen St. Clair with the Crafted Quill Podcast signing off. Peace out, y'all. Have a good night. This has been a Crafted Quill production. Thanks for listening.